You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. The Corolla Drinks Wine Club is back, offering you the best deals on 3, 6, and 12 packs of Mangria. Aside from discounts on each and every bottle, with a 3-pack, you'll get a custom actual chicken shit ticket signed by the ace man himself with a six-pack you'll get the signed ticket plus an exclusive shirt with every shipment only available to wine club members we'll kick it off with the ace man's definitive taco rankings t-shirt designed by corolla on paper and with the 12-pack you'll get the ticket three custom shirts plus a special invitation for you and a guest to the corolla family summer barbecue held at our studio and hosted by lynette and adam You'll eat incredible food. Meet Adam, Brian, Gina, myself, and the lackeys. And get a tour of the ACS studio. Plus, you'll get to see each and every one of Ace's cars, including the magical 935. It all goes down June 22nd and is only for you beautiful 12-pack members. So head to CorollaDrinks.com and pick your tier today. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. Get on. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Adam Crawl. It's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, over oh. there. Lots of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. First, uh, the show brought to you by uh, Geico, geico.com. Tommy John, tommyjohn.com slash CarCast and uh, Zybar. Love these guys. CarCast brought to you by Zybar for better engine performance, horsepower, fuel economy, and lower underhood temperatures. Zybar is the ultra-thin, high-temperature coating that reduces radiant heat by 90%. Put Zybar on. Take heat off. Learn more at Zycoat.com. Uh, Alexander Weaver's going to come in here. He's uh, from RM. We've talked to him many times. You know about him. We, um, we have, um, I think Paris is their next one. I was just looking at their website this morning. They have some interesting cars there. Yeah, I want to get to the bottom of this disclaimer is it the paris auction the the ferrari it was the blue one was i think it was the f40 it has the weird kind of disclaimer on it you know what i'm talking about the one we were talking about like i I forgot what the what the wordage was but it was it was uh it's yeah that's the car so chris got the picture of the car and there's like in the description there's this kind of this weird disclaimer i just want to know what it means because i haven't really seen it before and it was it's not about the car it's about the sale of the car yeah, yeah, Sometimes yeah. there's disclaimers about the car. This is about the the sale of the car. So I'm curious it's, what yeah, it is. Yeah, some kind of like guaranteed minimum price and then uh, – but it does not mean reserve and then I don't know what the kind of issue is. So We're uh, trying to figure that out. Yeah. So we'll figure that out. I'm sure it's some weird French thing, um, some tax thing. So that's, issue. <laughs> that's coming up. Uh, there's also a couple there, of little GTV – or sorry, GTA – Alphas, a couple little Alpha four banger GTAs, the aluminum ones versus the steel bodied ones, the more coveted ones. They they, they kind of look the same. It's a couple little differences, but the GTAs, I you know they had estimates of like three fifty to four hundred grand. Yeah, and it's like little four bangers did not normally have that. As a matter of fact, I'm wondering. <clears throat> with the with with some of the Ferrari V12s yeah. and some of the Lambo V12s and taking a like a 
Ferrari GTC4 or whatever, those things, front engine V12 cars, sort of the next gen past the Daytona, those things are now like a buck 99. Like I've seen some, they're dipping under 200 grand. So we're now kind of living in a world where some of the four bangers are going for more than the 12 cylinder Ferraris yeah, and Italian cars. And I think everyone who's paying more is wrong. I think we used to, <laughs> I think we used to count cylinders a lot more yeah. than we do when your favorite car, that Jag 220 came out in the late eighties, yeah, early nineties, I guess. Um, was big scuttlebutt about it having a V6 and nobody wants a V6 supercar and it's not a supercar because it's got a V6 and the Jags, some of the Jags had the V12 back in the yeah, day yeah. and this one has a V6 and so we're not interested. And now those cars are getting to a million bucks, yeah. right? Yeah, they are. And and there's there's also something <laughs> to say about the the little cars like it doesn't seem like it's a not enough car you know like one we've talked about recently was the BMW 507 and uh you know and coming up at the this this Paris uh auction this show is uh I want to say there's like a 5 Porsche 550 RS that's millions of dollars yeah it is weird <laughs> i mean i mean literally that's that's sort of the James Dean car and you see it in person you're like where's the rest of it <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's a cool car, but it's, it's, just... it's not that you know. It's 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 Volkswagen Carmen Ghia esque, yeah. You know, and honestly, Alexander probably coach us up on this, but like, <laughs> I, I know he's going to come in and correct everything. I know did. it's got the cool four cam four cylinder and stuff in it, but I honestly think I could probably get a Carmen Ghia and put a header on it in a four barrel downdraft something <laughs> on it and probably probably we'll hang with that. that guy on the track. <laughs> yeah. I mean it it I it is. It's 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 got a hundred and fifty one horsepower or hundred and sixty three yeah, horsepower yeah. or something. It's cool. It's I don't know how much the James Dean mystique adds to that car, but I don't know. It's got Five and a half inch wide rims on it, yeah. and uh, seventy five series tires, yeah. and a four cylinder that's putting out less than two hundred horsepower easily. And you're right; it is a lot of money I mean, for it's that. It's a car. lot of money, and you see it, and it's like it's kind of not enough car. But we uh, also, no? I had a dream last night that um, somebody built me a nine thirty five tribute car, and then I. Uh, Got a flat tire driving down Laurel Canyon <laughs> in it. Wow, and, driving the 935 on Laurel Canyon. I know, in the Just rain. Like pulling a Bruce Meyer. <clears throat> and then nobody, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then nobody could fix it. And then I had to go get the, uh, get a new spare tire. It was a crazy 935 esque dream. Um, How many minutes did you spend on the uh, center lock nut trying to, in your dream? <laughs> in my dream. <laughs> In my dream, I found some guy who also had a 935, and he had a cordless impact driver, and he was going to take the nut off with the cordless impact driver. Yeah. And in my dream, this cordless impact driver that was going to take that center lock nut off hooked up to the valve stem 
of one of the tires that had air in it and used some of the air pressure that was in the tire to help it propel it. Yeah. Which is a little semi ingenious <laughs> for a guy who was passed out. I took a bunch of cold medicine. I took a bunch of NyQuil and then I passed out because <laughs> I have a cold. Yeah, so, crazy NyQuil dream. <laughs> I had a crazy NyQuil dream. <laughs> We're going to do our uh, 10th anniversary uh, at the Peterson Museum. That's the 10th anniversary of my uh, podcast. Ooh, 10th anniversary of CarCast as well. Yeah, a lot of people don't know, but CarCast yeah, are the same year. Same year, year just a the, few months later. Yeah. I include myself in that group of a lot of people who didn't know. <laughs> I guess CarCast was one of the first shows yeah. we decided to for, you know, spin off of uh, my podcast. It was about six months after. I came in in June. I think you guys started around January. I came in in June. Right. This June will be 10 years. All right. Well, then it'll be the 10-year anniversary. I don't know why we're not talking about that more. They should. <laughs> I it's should, kind of it's kind of my ten year anniversary. It's it's ten years of so me. that'll be at the Peterson, and yes. we're kind of breaking it up into two and a half events. We have the car stuff during the day. Yeah, we have the Willie T uppity dock screening mid uh, midday, or mm-hmm. I shouldn't say midday, but I don't know, probably at five o'clock, yeah. six o'clock, or something like that. And then the Adam Carolla show podcast will start at I don't yeah. know seven or something in the evening and so we'll have uh Leno there during the day and and other guys we got the uh, what's his name I can never think of his name Mike Brewer right Mike from, Brewer uh, from Wheeler Dealers he's a really nice guy he's so much fun he's it was to, it was funny because I've got so much energy I played the uh Irvine Improv a couple weeks ago and I was driving in and had my conversation with Mike which I now have because I drive in separately because he lives in Orange County now. Mike my, August. Mike August, where he's like, where are you? Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's 30 seconds to 8, and then I go, the way he says I'll be there at 8.03, and he goes, fine. Um, but he's like, there's a guy named Mike Brewer here. And I go, okay. And he goes, you know Mike Brewer? And I go, no. And he goes, he's a big car guy, big car guy. And I go, Okay, he's got a lot of cars. Yeah, yeah, no, he's big. He's got a TV show, big, popular, super TV show. Yeah, it's real popular. And I go, oh, uh, okay. And and I, he, now, if he would have said Wheeler Dealer or he right. would have said English guy or yeah. whatever, I would have immediately known who it was. I, I know him as the Wheeler Dealer guy. Yeah, not Mike Brewer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mike knows so many big car guys. Like they could literally be from from anywhere. The 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 vintage racetracks. Right. The, what the show? Mike August is like. Like details, like his list of facts are always backwards. Like you always talk to him and go, "You should have led with that." You know, <laughs> be like, yeah. Because you know the Wheeler Dealers guy. First his name up, is Mike Brewer. Is Mike a car Brewer guy? doesn't yeah. sound like Graham Wellington. You know, like, like it doesn't <laughs> <Yeah>. sound English, <laughs> right? It's right. like Jim Brewer's brothers in the cars, right? Yeah. Could be so that. it's so I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't. Oh, he's super popular. The car world, man. They watch his show, and I'm like, I don't know. We got to tell me the name of the show, and then at some point, we, you know, I don't, it always takes a lot of digging, and, I, and it's like I think it shows Wheeler Dealer, and I'm like, oh, you mean the English guy from Wheeler Dealers? And he's like, yeah, and I'm like, oh yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> so it took a while, but it took he, a while. he went to the show, 
and uh, he came backstage and, and hung out. He's a nice guy, and he's he going to be yeah. there. He's going to bring a car, so everyone's going to bring a car. He's been on Shift and Steer with us a bunch of times. That CMA comes out and does it, um, and we always have a good time with him. And Ant, uh, Ant said he came out uh, with us a few times as well. So the the car show event is going to be at the Peterson, like we said. It's going to be 2 o'clock. It's Sunday, March 10th, I believe. Yes. Um, the car show is going to be like 2 to 4. Car's got to be loaded in by 2. It's uh, it's going to be easy. If you want to just go and show up and hang out, it's 20 bucks to see the car show. You want to bring a car, it's 35 bucks. But the Peterson is big. So everybody – we talked about like curating a handful of cars. No. Bring everything you got. We can okay. fit tons of cars. No, basically no limit, right? We want hundreds of cars there. Jay Leno is going to bring a car. Uh, like you said, Mike Brewer is going to be out there. He's going to bring a car. We're going to see if the the Joel McHale's of the world and guys like that want to bring their or, or Joe Rogan or those right. kind of guys want to bring a car. And, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do some judging. We're gonna do like a People's Choice Award. I'm gonna judge. You're gonna judge. We're gonna hand out some awards and maybe find some some prizes. Okay. Why don't we uh, get Alexander Weaver to head toward the studio? I'll tell you about Tommy John in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Valentine's Day is coming up, people. You want to get the best gift? Eh, chocolate's fine. Flowers, eh, they die pretty fast. Tommy John, redefining comfort for men and women with luxury, soft, featherlight, moisture-wicking underwear that moves with you. No pinching, no bunching, no riding up. Still looking for a Valentine's Day gift? Try their limited edition loungewear and underwear, including matching his and her sets. Last year, the limited edition sold out in less than a week. Let's not wait. It's the best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. It is the best. You will never go back to whatever you're currently wearing once you go with Tommy John. I'm actually wearing mine right now. I just pulled them out of the package this morning. Tommy John, no adjustment needed, right, Matt? Right on. Shop limited edition Valentine's Day gift sets and get 20% off your first order. Just go to TommyJohn.com slash CarCast. And I wanted to do something fun with Tommy John because you've all been sending me unsolicited love for their product. If you're a fan, and I know that many of you are, tag me at Motorator on all social media. Tell me why you love Tommy John underwear or a fun story around Tommy John. I'm going to read my favorite comments in the show. So one more time, just go to TommyJohn.com slash CarCast. So our old friend Alexander Weaver is here. RMSotheby's.com is where you can go. I was just a car specialist. I was just looking on the uh, site at the Paris auction, which is coming up February 6th. And, and Matt and I are very interested in that F40 with Lamar history. But uh, – so not many F40s with Lamar history. Ferrari F40s with Lamar history. I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. No, just right. a couple of them, and uh, you know this is one of the more special ones. And this F40 actually started life as one of their prototypes, and then was later converted into an LM. So it had a really interesting early life as a prototype street F40 that was used for a lot of testing and everything. Then went on to later be converted into an LM car. Does. And and the price or not the price the estimate is I I think between four and five like euro or so four point five and five point five euro which I don't know will meet in the middle and be at five and a half million bucks or something like that yeah I don't, whatever that. that is 
But it also had this not kind of no reserve, but a sale guarantee or something. And I was talking to Matt like I we couldn't figure out what the language was. What is the what is the language? What does it mean? Um, so in some cases, there are cars that have. Um, you know, a, a bit has already been placed on a car, so guaranteeing that it will be sold. So it, it's the same as, you know, you you say, I, I'm interested in this Alpha GTA, you know, and the estimate's 300 to 350 euros, and you say, all right, well, I'll pay 325. So we already have a guaranteed bid from someone at a certain price. Oh, is oh, that new? That's cheating. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's honestly not that common in the car world. Um, but sometimes a seller won't sell a car until you can say, listen, it, it will be sold. And then, you know, you figure it out, you know, later. At the so by, by bid, you mean somebody says, okay, have this car. I want to sell this car. Uh, I want to sell my Datsun 510 BRE car with yeah. you. Yeah. Which I'm happy for all the four bangers going up because I feel <laughs> right? like a, a real yeah. BRE 510's got to, got to be a good thing. So I go, I want to, I'm going to consign it to you. But I don't want to know sale, and I want to know that you have someone in your galaxy that is interested in this car before I hand it over to you? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's possible, yes. So, you know, typically it's only done on extremely high-value cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the lower-value ones, honestly, that we've ever done this for. Oh, really? Um, yeah, but, you know, it's maybe done once or twice a year. So you then know? you, you – In the art world, it's extremely common. All the, all the art – you know, all the big so art that comes to auction is – has an irrevocable bit so you, on it. So, so sort of in layman's terms, the car – somebody said, I am interested in this car at $5 bucks, And then you go, to the, you go to the consigner and you go, okay, here's the minimum. They go and they go, fine. That's the minimum we'll get. We'll give it to you. And if it goes above it, it goes above it. If not, exactly. that's what it sells for. Exactly. Interesting. Does does the person who puts in that sort of you know pre phone bid to you, does he continue to bid later? He's just like, I'm just in for this. If that's I get it, I get it. If not, absolutely it. at his discretion. Right. You know, okay. at, at the at the bidder's discretion, they can do whatever they want at that point too. And they're just a standard bidder beyond that. Very interesting, yeah. and it's interesting that it's common in the art world, but it's we just, don't follow that. Yeah, all your Basquiat's and Van Gogh's, all that stuff. You know, usually that is all already guaranteed to be sold. You've been buying your Basquiat's all wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how many car auctions and and how many times have we we've had this conversation? And we always continue to find something new in the auction world about what's going on. There's always some. I guess everything's just negotiable. Just everything's negotiable, right? To an extent, right? <laughs> the there's also the the aforementioned we were talking about the uh, GTAs, uh, the Alphas. Now I don't know what a good GTV is going for now. What is a good GTV going for I mean, now? Anywhere, from, you know, I think a rough one sixty, nice ones a hundred, great ones one hundred and forty. So those things have gone up. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that absolutely. whole world has gone yeah. up fast. And those cars, I mean, I don't know if you've been in one, but they are fantastic <coughs> handling cars. Yeah, you feel like okay, you only have a hundred something horsepower, but when yeah. you're in that car, the way they handle and the way they drive, once you get that momentum going, and I've had some in the canyons out here in LA, and mm-hmm. they just stick. 
Well, I had a 92 Alpha, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. You had to get the momentum up, right? <laughs> it really is just a lot of momentum, <laughs> yeah. and a lot of downhill. I'm actually curious about the uh, the Lister Jag. That's a Lamar car as well, yeah. right? Yes. What What's the world of Lister Jags, and then what does Lamar do to it? Because that's kind of an interesting topic of ours all the time is like, what does the Lamar pedigree add to vehicles? I think a Lamar pedigree can add a lot or very little you know it depends on how it did there did it you know when the in the 60s i had a friend that had a a a sunbeam that was a sunbeam coupe and his won the some trophy at lamar that was like for efficiency because it got the most (laughs) miles per gallon at lamar right you know like so it's like a participation award exactly so he has this car and it, it it I can't remember what this trophy is called, but it was for the efficiency award or something like that. And does that add value? Probably not. But, you know, he's thinking, well, you know, his car ran Lamar the same year Bruce Myers' uh, short wheelbase did. And he goes, well, you know, I got actually a trophy and Bruce Meyer didn't. You know, his car didn't. It, it, <laughs> so. it, doesn't, it doesn't add nothing. No, it no. adds something. It, it's an interesting just kind of. Are, well, you know, it's an interesting talking point, at yeah. least. It's something to add to the car. But, yeah, it didn't win overall. But well, so, how many, anyway, it, right, it depends you, on how, start some, how well how, something did. Did they, did they offer the efficiency trophy every year and we never knew about it? Or yeah, yeah it, they do. I think, I think they right? do. Um, well, it's, here's it's so, something. I, I, think, yeah. I think we can have a little more apples-to-apples discussion. Uh, first off, the uh, the Alpha GTVs and GTVs. GTAs, they, they don't handle that good because I beat those three guys in my Datsun Roadster <laughs> that one year. And that thing's got a frame and yeah. like a straight rear axle and drum brakes. Yeah. It's essentially a truck. Well, there's a part that's between the steering wheel and the seat that makes a difference. Yeah, there too, so. buddy. <laughs> those guys were good. It was a, that was Martin uh, Lobber and, Martin? And, co- and company. Yeah, yeah. Remember those guys? Yeah, yeah. That was the first year. Anyway, it was, it was really fun. And, uh, he told me after the race, which was really funny because I saw those guys, Max Zapata, you may have some uh, footage of that somewhere, but after the race, they're real good guys, Martin, and they have all the, he's racing like an F1 yeah. vintage car now and stuff like that. But I, I kept noticing they, they, they were passing each other a lot and then they'd go through the corkscrew two at a time sometimes, side by side, and they kept passing each other. And I was kind of looking at them, and I, I was racing with them. I was kind of wondering what they were doing. I didn't know they knew each other. And then after the race, they said, oh, yeah, if you keep it real tight and you pass each other a lot, you get a lot of camera time. <laughs> and I was like, because like, they're like, if you spread it out, yeah. you're just running solo, and you're number 14, and you're just running yeah. in, in, in space. Yeah. They don't put the camera on you. They put the, cam- yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> they put the camera on you when you're dicing it up. So I think... Him and his friends sort of decided it'd be a good idea to dice it up. I think they're still trying to win, but they're still trying yeah, to dice it up. Yeah, you get three red alphas out there dicing it up. You want camera time. You put your little Datsun in the middle. So, um, <laughs> but, the, but the F40, the F40, you know, F, an F40 is, you know, a million bucks and maybe some change is, is if you want to buy an, F, an F40 Ferrari. Mm-hmm. So this one is five million bucks or so. Um, it has Lamar history, and then it was, but there's a prototype part of it, so I don't know. Yeah. But so one one could go well. I don't. Would it come in like thirteenth overall, Lamar, or something like that? Yeah, it was. I think it was in the top ten, but um, you know, it it did 
okay well, Chris, for what this was. Chris will find out. Yeah. But e- either way, so you have a you have a Ferrari F forty, and you go, all right, that's a million bucks. And then you go, here's one with a Le Mans history that didn't break and completed Le Mans and finished in the top ten or so. I think it's maybe top fifteen Two or something time- like that. Two-time participant at mm. uh, 24 Hours of Le Mans, 95, 96, 12th overall in 95. Okay, there we go. I was way off. Then it had a bunch okay. of other winners and other stuff, too. Right. Yeah. Okay, so now you go this thing, now with race history, and Le Mans twice and 12th overall, which not nothing to sneeze at. You finished, and you, you finished in the top 15. So now you go, that's $5 million bucks. So mm-hmm. does that make it five times value or well, I think a regular f40 lm that doesn't have this history is already three times the value three to four times the value actually for that matter um because they're so rare and it's because you know how do you because it's not an f40 it's an f40 l yeah there's 1200 regular f40s you know and then there's just a handful of ones that were built in the LM specification. a million bucks on top of the lm because of its exactly yeah they only made 19 of them Right. You know, 19 of the 1,200 F40s built were LMs. So, you know, so you're already you, trying to find a differentiator there. And you find out what the last LM F40 sold for. We figure out whatever this sells for. And then you go, here's what that does. Here's what Lamar would do yeah. exactly. to, a, to a car. So a couple, you know, the last one that sold publicly <laughs> is one that we sold in 2015. And at the time, we were expecting that car to do like two to two and a half. And I think it did 3.3. They you know, that, that, that stunned a lot of people yeah. then in 15. And then, you know, since then, in the past six to nine months, I think one or two have traded hands around the five million marks. So, wow. They're doing well. And what about the fact – so we're talking about the GTAs, you know, again, adjusted for the – uh, Euro, I, the estimates are like four hundred grand or something. There's a couple. There's one that's like three twenty five, three fifty. There's another one that's like four hundred. And then there's uh, Cortinas. Yeah, there's been some Cortinas that gone for two forty, two fifty. That's unbelievable. So now you got these sort of four bangers. I mean, real sort of definition of a four banger, like a yeah. l- little bit boxy, thirteen, fourteen inch rims. You yeah, know, yeah. nothing wide, nothing big, four cylinder, whatever. How do you uh, explain that that those that the, that section of the car world is going as it's going? I would say that a lot of that has to do with the eligibility for racing of those cars. So you can take them to a, and participate in a lot of events, Monterey, whatever. You know, you can go in Europe; they're eligible for a lot as well. And you know, being able to do that, those kind of races, and have a car that's pretty easy to maintain. I mean, right. let's face it, it's half the motor of anything else. So it's a lot yeah. easier to work on, or a lot easier. A lot of guys that can actually run those cars, you run them out of your home garage, you can, you know, have a team that does it, you know, uh, kind of, you know, have a shop that runs eight of them for you, you know, for a group of guys or something like that. So I think they're really eligible and easy to run, which has made them, you know, and they're fun. You know, I mean, let's face it, driving a, a slow car fast is more fun than driving a fast car slow. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of us could actually get in something like that and push it near its limits. So, you know, it, yeah. rather than getting in, you know, a Can-Am car or something crazy like that, that, you know, we're not going to know what to do with that kind of horsepower. To, uh, I'm not, at least. I don't know about you guys, but. Probably um, not. So, <laughs> well, you know, maybe. <laughs> that Corvette had 850 horsepower. Yeah, that, that, was a mo- power, that was yeah. modern car. <laughs> yeah. So it was easier. Much but I easier. think, you know, you can use it for a lot of stuff, in other words. And it's a lot of fun to actually use and drive. Yeah, I agree. I, I just got a, um, 
invitation from uh, our friend Dave Stone, who has a lot of the he's God Bob Sharp stuff and championship five tens and and things like that. And they're putting together this big John Morton like run thing trophy thing, and uh, they're going to get a big group together. And I think they're going to Sonoma. And I want to bring the different drummer car, and uh, it is fun. It's it's. In in any endeavor, it's a lot of fun to have a lot of little cars that have about the same horsepower and a big group and everyone no no big distinct advantage for anybody. Just momentum cars and you can drive really close to one another. And it's um, it is it is. Look, I always tell everyone: you, you fly in a commercial airplane, you go 550 miles an hour, you fall asleep. You know, it's not about how <laughs> yeah, fast yeah, you're going; yeah, it's a kind yeah. of sensation. Yeah, you get in a shopping cart, and someone pushes you down right. a hill, it's, it's you all go 14 miles speed. an hour, and you're you're going nuts, right? <laughs> yeah. So when you think about those little four bangers, and you think about you know the little 13 inch rims and you know, all the, the drum breaks and everything else and, and like no windows and stuff. Yeah. And you go, Oh, you go to Fontana, you go like 133 miles an hour, like down the back straight, you know, going into the bank turn. And you're like, it's insane. The feeling of going 130 miles an hour yeah. in a little shit box. And a, and yeah. a, like, and <laughs> a little roadster. If you do it in a little roadster, it's just. Yeah, well, the roadster, well, I needed an aero helmet. No one told me. <laughs> the stupid, the things no one tells you, you know, it's like yeah. it's got this windscreen thing that goes up about four inches above yeah. the dash. It does nothing. And I didn't have an aero helmet. I was, no one said, you got to get an aero helmet. Your head's hanging out of the thing. Uh, same thing happened to me out in, uh, uh, I want to say, Thermal Club. I went out there and drove the Lotus, the V10 F1 car. Oh, and they just they just kind of have like a rack of suits you put on like any like driving school kind of yeah. thing and helmets and you just got to get a helmet that kind of fits and not really and then you just you just hammer down that straightaway and the acceleration and you would literally feel your head pulling off of your body and you're like <laughs> I don't know if this is supposed to happen and if the helmet doesn't fit right you kind of lose your line of sight because yeah. the, the parts in front of your mouth it starts to get in front of your eyes and you're like well I don't know if this is right you know <laughs> you don't want to slow down because yeah. your helmet's coming off you just kind of want to you know try to grab the chin strap and just kind of hold it down a little bit it's weird well back to those four bangers like you i mean you have fun racing the 510s or the roadster or anything like that in those races you know and when you're in the 935 is it not you're a little nervous and nobody's wanting to really dice it out or anything like that in those races so it can be a little more exciting some in some ways you know different sensation I, of speed and yeah. arrow and all that kind of stuff absolutely in the 935 but you're a little more nervous I you know it's it's kind of I you know I think there's a little misconception. Do you, do we have any of that footage of that uh, stupid race with those um, Malachi triplets? I'm still looking. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We had it. I think it was, it was on, a, it, disc it was on the car show. It was on the a clip from the car show on Speed Channel years ago. Um, you know, and there, we talked about it on podcast because I, I they think there's a weird. I think there's a I think there's a slight misconception in that. People have this thought that, oh, well, when you get into the expensive cars, no one's out there really pushing it because it's expensive. Like the cars are really expensive. I just find that I, I I learned when I used to teach boxing that I couldn't have guys spar half speed because they can't do it. 
because yeah. they, 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 one guy gets popped in the nose and then it, it just kind of goes. Like it just kind of moves up. And I've, I don't, I, I do notice in, so in the, in the four cylinder world, in the 510 world, everyone's a little more grouped up because there's no more, there's no big power. Yeah. Difference. Right. There's, there's more parity as far as the cars are concerned. Yeah. I mean, some of the guys in their, you know, uh, uh, 2002 BMW, you know, those cars are a little bit built, a little like maybe cheater motors or something. They're like, some of those guys are a little bit, got a little bit more horsepower, <laughs> the Breck brothers or whoever. Yeah. But most of the guys kind of hang out in the same, or, you know, in the yeah. 200 horsepower realm. And you do kind of hang out in the same world. But the the high horsepower guys are equally as aggressive and equally willing to do stupid passes and do whatever. I, I don't think there's as, as much um, compensation for the fact that you're driving multi-million dollar cars as you would think. You would you would think people would be like, okay, take it easy now. Yeah. But there's assholes all over the track doing like crazy yeah. moves. And <laughs> it doesn't really yeah. – it's kind of oh, even now. Go to Goodwood. Well, for sure, good one. But like, you have to think. I always think like, who is the guy? Like, who's the guy who goes? I want to race in vintage, and I'm I'm not interested in the GTVs or the five tens or or Lotus, whatever. I want to race a Decon Monza. And you think about who that guy is. Yeah. That guy's not a guy who's interested in like, oh, after you or yeah, let's yeah, keep it yeah, similar. Yeah, no. If you think it's a good idea to get in a decon Monza and race, then you think it's a good idea to haul ass like, yeah, it, yeah, it all. Yeah. So it's, it, it does everybody in a decon Monza, half the people in the 935, most of the people in any sort of built, like really built like um, Mustang, you know, Roush Mustang or whatever, you know, Tommy Kendall, Roush Mustang, Trans Am car. Those guys already think it's a good idea to do stupid stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, they bought one of those cars. Yeah, you did. So you did. <laughs> right. They bought yeah. one of those cars. They're like, I'm racing this yeah, bitch. Exactly. So, yeah. And you, they probably have worked their way up to that. You hope so. Car. You, that's yeah. what you hope for. Yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah. So you've separated a lot of, it's a self-selecting group of guys who want to go fast. Yeah. So there is, there's a few normal guys <laughs> toward the back, but. No, I mean, you, your first race was what, in the 610 maybe? Was it uh, yeah, probably. Uh, Coronado in the six ten yeah. and kind of worked your way up to the to the bigger cars? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm not exactly uh, sure the the exact order of cars, but the six ten's always been always been. I, I started with the six ten and moved to the two thousand Roadster and the five tens or whatever, and then eventually the uh, the uh, Paul Newman stuff and you know it's it's really the the speed is different but the sensation and all all the same rules i i, I would say if apply. anything when you got into the two plus two car you're like it's a bigger car it's just a big car compared to the 610 510 yeah it's a little more comfortable and it is kind of fun to have that power uh so paris auction that is uh coming up on the sixth what are the i don't know what the international rules are we always try to figure out like do they tack on this much for tax or this much for tariff or this much for whatever what do they do in paris that's different than what they do stateside so it it all depends on where you 
live and where you're going to register the car and you have to be aware of your own country's tax implications basically mm-hmm. um but if you were to buy a car in paris for instance and you say all right i'm going to bring it back to the u.s what happens is you buy the car plus the buyer's premium the hammer price plus the buyer's premium and then we're actually required to charge a tax on our service which is the buyer's premium but as long as we show that the car has left the country within 90 days mm-hmm. that is refundable Right. So you get that back anyway. Yeah. And then you got to pay – You know, if it's a European car, a non-U.S. made car, you have to pay the tax coming into the U.S. If it's a U.S. made car, it can usually come back in tax-free anyway. Oh, interesting. So if it was made here – Yeah, so if you're buying a Mustang in France, you bring it back in here and it was built in the U.S., you can bring it back in tax-free typically. That's All right. Let me tell you about – I don't know where that foot is. I know it's weird is that that any, foot is – Anything else that you would recommend I Well, it's a weird for? thing because – I've always had it on a disc. We always we burnt it into the computer at some point, but it got labeled probably something weird yeah. or not at all or whatever. It's weird how people. Do you still label have those things. discs? I can. I mean, I can digitize, <coughs> re-digitize them again. Yeah, we'll make a make a note of it. Yeah, and I feel like it's it was it was covered on their TV. It was on the Speed Channel when they covered the race. Like it like aired. Yeah, that's surprisingly doesn't really live on the internet after after it airs. Hmm. I don't know. What do you got? Uh, what are you typing in? I'm doing like all all the. Uh, well, I looked at all the old races you did. Uh, Malachi, uh, Adam Carolla. Like I quote Malachi just so it, anything with that word. Oh, there's no there. Malachi. That, Ma- that's Martin. No, like. no. You just I don't know. Put in 2000 Roadster Beery Corolla race or something. Okay. Uh, the Malachi twins. That's that's from Happy Days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I realize that now. Uh, <laughs> I'm just telling you what I typed. Like I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm okay. Don't, yeah. don't uh, you, Well, then type in Lenny and Squiggy and see <laughs> see if we get any Roadster footage up there. All right. Let me tell you about the Zycote. Many engines, like the aforementioned BRE five ten or the BRE two thousand five tens on the same side, six tens on the same side. They take all the hot components, the manifold and the exhaust, and they put them on the same side, man. So all the heat comes off the header and comes up and wreaks havoc on the. Uh, well, there goes uh, there goes your phone. On uh, that's why I don't bring mine. In trying to find the video. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, as long as you're trying, keep trying. Uh, heat's the enemy of speed. Uh, that's all we know. Before your only options were wraps, tapes, uh, ceramics. Now Zybar. DIY high temp coating reduces radiant heat by 90%. This stuff is the real deal. Resin-based polymer formula withstands temperatures in in excess of uh, uh, the engine environment. And uh, it's one costs one third of what the ceramic coatings and you can do it yourself. You don't have to send it out and wait for it. So this stuff's great. Comes the finish in, I, looks good too. I've I, seen it done nicely. I think it comes in like four different colors, but I think you could probably get a custom color if you talk to them about it. Carcast listeners get a 15% discount plus free shipping all the, on all the online orders. Just enter the promo code CARCAST then purchase at uh, Zycoat.com. So are you heading off to Paris shortly, Alexander? Yeah, I'm heading out on Sunday. So be there Monday. Have you ever been? I mean, it's a great thing to do, actually. Retromobile is awesome. You know, they got – there's nothing like it ever in the U.S. And there's the giant convention center in downtown Paris and, you know, all the big dealers, all the manufacturers. You know, you can buy everything from a leather, you know, helmet to drive your car in or a 
$20 million Ferrari sitting on the floor. You know, I mean, mm. all these dealers set up their own stands. It's really cool. Then you'll have everybody from Ferrari, Renault, Peugeot, Fiat. You know, they do like their classic displays, Jaguar, all that in Land Rover. So, so it's, a bigger, it's a bigger event than, you know, just the normal auction event. Right? Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah. I mean, there's three auctions that occur during the week. You know, ours is one of them. But, um, you know, beyond that, just the displays that everyone has and the interactions you can do and the things you can buy and, you know, learn about. And I mean, it's really fantastic, actually. What, what would you, there's nothing like it here. What if you were like to combine like three things, what would it be? It'd be like the Detroit Auto Show. If you were doing like kind of old and specialty stuff from the manufacturers yeah. and then <laughs> like, like a little bit quail. Yeah. And then quail and. Car, I mean, it's just a little yeah. bit of all these different ones. You know, it's really interesting, and it's a huge, huge thing. And everybody from Europe is, you know, all the all the great dealers, all the great collectors. You know, and, and it's really become really popular for a lot of the people in the U.S. Too, to wanna, go over there and experience. And then the next thing is Amelia Island. Is that coming up next? Yeah, yeah, yeah beginning March, of March. Right? Yeah. yeah, I want to tease something. I think Max Pata found this a little footage here, but uh, I want to tease something. I'll watch ten seconds of footage and then I'll show you this but um i've also noticed at the on the rm website that there's a senna helmet and another helmet another f1 helmet a couple of fire suits and stuff like that i I think the estimate for the senna helmets uh, again i'm doing a conversion but somewhere like maybe 110 120 american um Th- that world didn't really exist too long ago, right? Maybe there's a Schumacher helmet. There's, yeah, there's, there's a, a Schumacher helmet. Yeah, yeah I think there's yeah. a watch. Um, there's some. There's fire suits and helmets. That yeah. that wasn't. That was a sort of neither here nor there world a few years ago. Now it seems like the collectors are getting into that oh, aspect absolutely. of it. Yeah, yeah. It's you know it's something fun to have in your garage. You know, put on display. I mean, you have race. You know, you have great race suits and great memorabilia in your garage too. So. I'm, uh, I'm happy about it. Yeah. It's just it's it. When I got that stuff, it was just sort of neither here nor there. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, I, is that the Christie or the uh, the uh, Sotheby's influence when uh, when RM and Sotheby's finally I mean, got together? Yeah, it's it's all sorts of different. I mean, there you you see all these other guys selling this stuff at Retromobile and places like that, and yeah. you know dealers for this great you know Formula One memorabilia, and uh, it's like well. We might as well try it as well, and and it's been very successful for us. We'll keep an eye on it. All right, you got right. you got well, the uh, before footage. you show that clip. Let me you guys tell you got to tell you a little bit about Geico. Here. Oh, yeah. Everybody's got a to do list. You drop off dry cleaning. You pick up some milk, and now you can add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. And you don't have to pick up or drop off anything. Just go to Geico.com, and in fifteen minutes, you could be saving fifteen percent or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket. This is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Check out Geico.com. All right, and before I show you this clip, I, I just need some sort of redemption here. Okay, so the way I found this one was I was looking at all of your old races, and I looked at the transcripts because when we upload these videos, there's commentary over it. Mm-hmm. And I found you saying the word camera, and then I looked every time you said the word camera, and I finally found the uh, the shot here. Is this Laguna Seca 2011? <laughs> so yeah, I so think the hopefully camera, that saves, the malog- saves me from the Malachi I think the blender. camera... Ran out of batteries or something, or <laughs> fell apart, or something, something like that. But it's still—I don't think it's the run, the one from the actual race. I mean, the uh, the cameras at the race. Oh yeah, this is this is the only one that we we were able to find at least. For, sure. This is from 2011 Laguna Seca, and and you're talking about you're driving behind the uh, the three. 
Yeah. Three alpha. S- not to shit on his point, but I literally Googled, and the very first thing I just watched the clip was, was this video. <laughs> Wait, whose point are we shitting on? <laughs> on his, because I Mine. just, I typed in just different keywords than you did, and this was the first video that I got. Yeah, but you wouldn't have been able to find the Just the, saying, the nailed it. All right, man. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why we call him good man? Uh, but you're right. This is the spot. Different. 5.59, six minutes into it. Do it. Vision will cover you guys. If you get all spread out, they won't cover you running alone. Yeah, that's but awesome. if you get in a pack and you go for it a little bit, they'll do it. So they all stay in a pack, and I decided to catch up to the pack. Either way... Les was ready to head back to L.A. with no tack. He said, I said, Les, Les. where can we get this tack thing straightened out? He said, definitely by Monday when we get back to L.A. (laughs) What the fuck good is it going to do me then? I can't. And again, you can listen to it. I get down into first gear, by the way, here. Okay, first. Oh, we're outside of the car now. It's a good-looking car. It is. <laughs> I was just looking at the same thing again. So that, I don't even know why you were using second and third. Why don't you just pick one of them? Bypass. John Morton said don't bypass third. Huh. Well, there yeah. it is. Well, you can probably move it further along than that. Or is the camera drop out on that thing? Is that what happens? See, th- this was our car cast footage on the Speed Channel, on the car show footage. That's where we nitpicked more because they had... Yeah, had, somewhere I, it's weird because I have the disc of the of the race as taken from the cameras that were there yeah. for the Speed Channel, but um, but I don't. I guess we never uploaded it. Yeah, we, I, we'll we'll put it on the internet. Does it this camera live. fall out Speed or Channel's something gone. as I catch up to these guys? Uh, I've I haven't watched it that far yet. Well, go ahead then. All right, <laughs> go uh, go forward. So I think uh, we're using second and third. Why don't you just pick go. one of them? Well, you can, John Morton you can said, jump ahead. Let's see if we get up to these guys. Because um, I think what happened is uh, by the time we caught up to these alpha guys, I think the camera like went 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 dud. Yeah, or something. Yeah, you can fast forward, Chris. I think I. Th- I think that's I think so what what ended up happening it's such a beautiful track such mm-hmm. a beautiful weather such a beautiful part of the of the world if you if you think about it Oh yeah I think I think the uh I think like the over the shoulder camera or something uh, fell apart or yeah, something Yeah yeah it looks like it's that's just all ex- what happened exterior all shots right. of the straightaway after that Uh we will be uh let's see live shows I will be uh doing stand up in uh at Foxwoods is that uh, uh is that next or this Well today's Friday so you could still like technically it's next Friday but Oh I'll go this. Okay. I know it's a little controversial. I know. I'm, I, I, I'm fine with this I, too, but otherwise I go with today. I don't. <laughs> this Friday, the eighth, I'll be doing uh, stand up in uh, Foxwoods, and then the Wilbur Theater in Boston, which is a beautiful theater, right in the middle of Boston. That'll be uh, then Saturday, the ninth, uh, and uh, yeah, and there our, you go. Uh, our car show at the Peterson Museum. Go to Peterson dot org. Click on events. You can buy tickets. And check out Shift and Steer as well. And you, you can check that out at Podcast One. And uh, check out uh, the rmsotheby's.com, rmsotheby's.com. And see, I love to look on that website and see what all the cars 
are going for, what the estimate is, and uh, it's well done. It's a well done website. Some of the car websites are a little, little less, lacking. Less than well done. A little <laughs> less than well done. Uh, Alexander Weaver, where else uh, can people find you if they want to send you a tweet or an Instagram? RM Sotheby's uh, on Instagram, myself, Weaver Garage on Instagram, and uh, rmsotheby's.com. So, until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Alexander Weaver and uh, Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.